Hi, this is Riggs Eckleberry, CEO of Origin Clear, and welcome to the podcast Water is the New Gold, which is based on a briefing that I give every week in a webinar, and it really explores how water is changing disruptions. Go ahead, give a listen, and stay tuned. It is the 14th of May, 2020, and welcome to the uh, Water is the New Gold briefing. And I'm going to go ahead and start this with a video that I actually recorded last week, but there were technical problems with it. What I'm going to talk to you today about is the challenges of dealing with the funding of water projects. You know, that is a major focus of us in 2020 now that we've moved beyond the worst part, of, we think, of the coronavirus, and we're now dealing with the economic outcome of it, right? Let's so to recap a little bit, what we have here is your standard centralized water system. You've got a whole bunch of homes here that are being served by obviously, you know, an energy plant and these various little uh, green triangles that you probably can't see are the lifting stations, the sewage lines. And then over here is the sewage plants, right? Now these sewage plants, they're very uh, efficient right? They, they serve a lot of people. But the problem is, is that where are you going to locate another one of these, right? There's no room here for another one of these sewage plants. So in a developed community, you can't really expand well. Now, the process does work whereby, you know, let's say that you want to go ahead and do a project for a central water treatment system. So let's, let's go ahead and, and, and put that thing together right here where we have you know, the municipal water plant with those cool circular ponds that are aerating and treating the water and so forth. You have all this good stuff. And now the municipal plant wants to add something to it. If it's going to add to it, it's going to have money. Now, this is something that it has right now. Why? Because the federal government is giving away money. And for the moment, money is worth something, right? So it's able to say, well, I got the money and I'm gonna put this out, and typically they put it out to a whole bunch of providers. These are water companies that are in competition to deliver that. And of course, there's, you can imagine, there's a whole bunch of back and forth, and then this guy here is going back and forth, and there's all this traffic, right? This consumes time, consumes staff money, et cetera. And so that money here, turns into less and less profit. So here's your total money package. And let's say that you want to have this much of your cost of goods and the rest is profit. Well, that cost of goods gets used up by personnel costs, right? And uh, over time, this is what we have. We have pretty soon, we run very close to negative and it's very, very easy. We know a lot of large water companies that have had bad years and, you know, they're making $50 million a year and all of a sudden, bang, they're losing money. And when you're making $50 million a year and all of a sudden you're losing, guess what happens? It's a lot of money, right? So what we have here is a, an old model that's been around for a long, long time that, you know, on the surface of it, it does work. The only problem is that, um, remember, these centralized systems can't easily be built again. And when they add things on, it's an endless process. I'm not saying that this is not a good business model for these companies over here, but it's very static, right? And meanwhile, as I've told you before, 70% of the industrial water 
is never treated at all. So that's, we gotta have something better. We, we gotta move faster, right? So let's take a look at the decentralized model, which is over here. And this is that famous Lux research slide that I've shown you guys before. In this picture, what do we have? We have a much smaller wastewater treatment plant. Why? Because there's treatment happening at different locations, right? Different locations are doing this uh, water treatment and so forth. So that's good because it offloads the burden of water treatment from that and that's how you expand because you can always put small plants here. Gray water recycling membrane bioreactor. That's we're using biology and a membrane to uh, recycle the, this is a big office building, you recycle the gray water to, to, water, to uh, sprinkle the, the shrubbery. And here also you've got more of the same with the golf course and housing developments, agriculture, okay? Now, these are great. These are great business models. The problem is, is big question, which is where is the money, right? There's no established way to finance these. And yet, they are the only way that we can grow the water treatment market, right? That we can treat much, much more water. So this is the conundrum that we were facing even before the coronavirus, right? We're like, how do we get these things funded, right? These programs right here. And these, these are fine. These are fine, those are good. But these that are gonna offload are harder to fund. And since the virus hit, we have an economic uh, disaster really that has resulted in that money not being available, right? So that's really a problem. Let's talk a little bit about a specific situation where we can actually help because now we have this investor water concept, right? So we have here, I'm gonna move on to past our nice decentralized thing here. And what do we have? We have the hog farm, hog farm, cattle farm, poultry farm, whatever, with the, um, these are the buildings where the animals are raised, the slaughter and so forth. And here we have the manure lagoon, right? Now that manure lagoon is a problem. Why? Because the US government and the state government is coming down hard on these. Why? Because you have various toxic gases coming out of it, right? And so um, what they're doing right now is they have to do something, right? So they're literally paying, these are, <laughs> these are my little pictures of trucks, right? They're paying waste haulers, like waste management, up to a million dollars a month to haul that away. And yet, you could have a comprehensive solution, let's say for a million, two million. It's, it's what you're paying a month you could pay and be done, right? Now I'm just being approximate numbers. It, it might be more, but it's in that range, right? So it's just like uh, when you rent a TV, uh, you're soon going to spend more money on that TV than if you paid for it in the first place, right? And so that's where we really want to get into um, a solution. The problem is that 
this solution, and I'm going to put it right here. Um, I'm going to, you know, clear some land here, and I'm going to set up our, remember that uh, operation in Spain that we had set up? Well, there it is. Okay. So there's, um, you know, processing plant, and there's ponds here, and so forth. And so that now takes the water, and it processes it, and you get fertilizer, and then you get clean water, H2O. So win-win, right? Everybody's happy. That's great. Only problem is money, right? These people are able to spend a, thousand, a million dollars a month, let's say, but a capital expenditure of that much or perhaps more is going to be tough. And so that is the challenge. So how do we deal with that problem, right? Because we looked at it, it's like, how do we sell this? And I, we, our partners in Europe and our partners elsewhere and we ourselves in the United States are dealing with a problem of way, way too much um, waiting and waiting and trying to get capital and raising money. And that again is not getting us anywhere and it's now gotten worse, as I said. Well, here's the solution. We have um, a solution here where we can put something that we've colloquially called the bobber, right? Here's, <laughs> here's a little flag and it's got a little diving platform. And this thing here is a biological solution that sweetens that manure pond, right? Now it does not take care of the entire problem but it does reduce the amount of trouble that the uh, government's giving and it buys time. And it is a pretreatment for this eventual system. So what you do is you say, okay, you are gonna buy this whole thing, but you can start with something inexpensive in the 100,000, $200,000 range that will even rent to you. You don't just start paying. Well, you're already paying over here. Get rid of these waste management trucks, right? And just sanitize the lagoon. And now you've got phase one of a total solution. And that's what makes a lot of sense because it gives them a win. They are now able to save money, get a, get a, get a stay of execution, right? And then when the time is right, they go ahead and they get the whole thing. They get away from rental. Again, you don't want to rent forever, right? But they get the whole thing in a package, and now they have the beautiful fertilizer, H2O type situation going on, and Bob's your uncle, right? So that's where this translates into real world solutions. So far, you know, we've done things like these pool cleaning systems and so forth, which are really great, but they don't go to the millions of dollars, right? This, we think, is the real business. That's so exciting. So, you know, let me just recap a little bit you know, what we're, uh, we're talking about here, because I'm um, just going to, uh, you know, persuade this thing to go to slide. And let's, let's take a look at the business model, okay? So when we have investor water, what are we talking about? We have, in this eventual marketplace, you have a series of water, depart, uh, water companies, right? Water, water, water. And over here, you have money. In the middle, you have projects that these guys and gals upload, right? And we have Origin Clear watching this and making sure that these are technologically good, right? And then we help 
bring the investors in. We help bring the water companies in. And now we have a marketplace. Okay. And that's our vision for this whole thing is, is to actually um, promote this sort of um, pop. Uh, what I call a popcorn popper, right? Gets, put the popcorn in, turn up the heat, and pretty soon the popcorn is popping, okay? So that is the vision of investor water. And it really works well when you have these longer term solutions like that, um, like that hog farm, right? Where you are really looking at um, starting with something cheap, but rolling it into something bigger. And that's the progress that we've made in the last week or so. Uh, I hope that next week I can bring on somebody who knows this business really well, who's been educating us on it, who's been pointing us in the right direction to where this is going to help us build that interesting marketplace. So, you know, vision of the future for us is again, um, and I'm getting good at uh, moving these little, these little uh, tabs here. Vision again for us is to create a place where everybody is going to be working together. Right. And that is the future. Stay tuned and you'll be seeing the Investor Water website coming up and more wins. You know, as I say, we already did the, the thing in the uh, in the in the pool business. This gets more exciting. I'll see you soon. So this is an interesting story. This is uh, this is genuine. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the hog farm business because we've been talking to players in the industry. We've been talking to one of the very largest hog farm equipment suppliers, and they're extremely excited about what we're now calling officially the bio buoy, right? The bio buoy. And uh, it's no longer, the bobber was the code name. It's called the bio buoy. Um, and it's very attractive for the reasons that I gave in the video. Now, I was talking about a million dollars a month. Well, we were in a, a conference call earlier this, this week with a group that said, well, in Indiana, the largest dairy in the Midwest off of Highway 65, if those of you who know um, their way around Indiana, and it goes on for miles, um, it spends $4 million a month trucking its waste offsite, waste management, taking it to some landfill. First of all, it's a huge waste of wonderful organic material. I mean, this is fertilizer that's just going to enrich any soil. And secondly, all these trucks, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense, right? So I mentioned also in the video that we're working with somebody who knows a lot about the business and that, that discussion continues. And I hope to be able to um, uh, get this person more openly involved. Um, but remember, investor water is not about a particular equipment solution. It is about enabling the funding. Now, now we're doing proof of concept. We're using our own technology and rolling it into these operations and get them funded and so forth. But already we have water companies coming in saying, hey, this is kind of cool. We have investors going, hey, this is kind of cool. Now, why is the investor like it? Well, we've made a slight change from how it's been. We, we had it where we were renting out the equipment but we own the equipment, Origin Clear did. That's not what it's going to be. We're going to let the investor own it. Why? Because the investor then gets accelerated depreciation on the equipment, which is, you know, immediate uh, same year tax depreciation on a five year schedule. I'll tell you the returns are, are su superb 
and they're looking at equipment that can be repossessed anytime because the title remains with the investor. And we'll do the repossessing. The investor is no muss, no fuss. The investor pays us a nice property management fee to take care of everything, all the refurbishing, maintenance, et cetera. The rental fee is large enough to take care of things like maintenance, et cetera. So we've really thought this through and we're finalizing. I was telling you in recent weeks about the pool flushing system, the pool preserver, as we call it. And that is really going to be a one-off, we think, because um, as I was saying, the dollars don't go high enough. We like the hog farm business more and more because it's got this expansion, right? And if we can prove that these short-term rentals can be the camel's nose under the tent and explode it, that's super exciting, right? That, that starts to become really interesting to the water industry, which at the end of the day needs to make million dollar deals. So that is very important. And, but meanwhile, we are wrapping up the pool deal and, and soon I will be able to, to announce the final operator. And this person, his name is Ryan. He's already got 21 cleanings booked. I mean, he is just on fire, right? Now that's 600 to $800 per cleaning. He's making good money there. That's $12,000 or 15, whatever thousand dollars. That's a beautiful thing. So it's very profitable. We'll probably at some point get a channel partner to do it. But our purpose here is really to have a kind of a lab, right? Try these things out already with the pool clean thing. We're like, okay, well, what, what it's going to cost and what is the maintenance and then the service contract and all these things. And, insurance and all the risks and making it work. In this case, Origin Clear is the investor. We, we, uh, we funded the thing through a, through a deal that we did with Dwight Barber, the original owner of the equipment. So this allowed us to get in there and play with it. Now, the next deals we're doing is with real world investors. And we have these uh, investors. Now, I'm just going to address my friend Musabal Yassin's question. Uh, did you try this process other than Spain? And the answer is that we have tested electrowater separation and used it as implemented multiple environments. For example, we, we had a licensee who gave us a tremendous amount of royalties for disinfecting oil wells in the Permian Basin using the same advanced oxidation technology that we have used in Spain and that's now embedded in the Spanish technology, Depuport. And I'm actually going to show, I'm going to show you the Spanish news article about this, which is kind of cool. But the, the, the point I'm making is that this is proven. Depuport, our Spanish partner, is the first one to make it work for manure effluent. But we've tested it with all kinds of environments and gone commercial with it and so forth. So, so this is an article in, as I was saying, a prominent daily newspaper in uh, the province of Aragon. And basically it reports on this uh, installation that you've seen pictures of and that, uh, you know, my friend uh, Musab is talking about here. There's a tremendous amount of farms there, 8 million head of swine being raised. And it is very, very important, but there's also this problem about the waste, but can it be turned into beneficial subproduct? An example is the Saragossan company, Depuport. Here we are signing the deal. You said, yeah, you guys saw the video earlier and talks about origin clear technologies and the proving of this 94% reduction in nitrogen, uh, reduction in COD, which is oxygen depletion and also 99%
phosphorus reduction. So it really is a very, very powerful thing that South Koreans have visited and so forth. This is a big deal. Why? Because in Aragon, we have, they're trying to expand it so fast. They're expanding so fast into the space that they are literally a farm every single kilometer. That's by law, they can't be closer than one kilometer. And of course, they have a problem with, with that kind of stuff. Well, the strength of the investor water model is, of course, the funding, right? Water companies understand funding. Obviously, there's finance is available, uh, leasing companies, etc. But many, many of these decentralized users that I talk about in the video don't necessarily have the funding, or if they do, don't have the credit, I mean, but if they do, they don't want to commit to it, right? They don't want to tie up their credit, their personal guarantees, et cetera. And so it's very attractive to have an easy decision. And that's what we're starting to do. Now, this model, of course, is, is a well-known one. You know, I can, uh, I can share with you some more of these. For example, there's a company called Hearth. Hearth is to help people like contractors and so forth get financing. It really helps that you can get financing. That's, that's old school. I was doing this in the 80s when I had my computer company in New York City. We were doing leasing all the time. But as I say, when you start talking about a million dollar or $2 million system, it becomes a heavy deal. It becomes a big deal. So with that in mind, this is what we call a zero to one invention. There's two kinds of invention out there, according to Peter Thiel, who of course made a lot of money in, many, many millions in, uh, as a PayPal co-founder along with Elon Musk. And Peter Thiel talks about horizontal innovation and zero one innovation. Horizontal innovation is where you do something incrementally better. You have a laser printer and then it becomes a color laser printer. That's a one to N, like one to five to 10 to 20, but you got to one. Here we're talking with investor water going from zero, meaning there is no water marketplace in the world for general water equipment. You can go and arrange for bonds on Wall Street, but those, those are for the big guys. And leasing, yeah, you can do it, but there's no marketplace for that. In fact, uh, leasing companies would be attracted to the, this marketplace. Remember, we're not trying to be the only financiers. We're not trying to be the only technology providers. We're not trying to be the only water companies. Those three players are going to be hosted, just like Uber is hosting riders and drivers, with Uber doing the controlling of the marketplace. You have to it's not easy. You have to control the marketplace. So that's a big deal. And also Peter talks about competitors, right? That it's a, it's a very fierce competition space. And in fact, Uber had to go ahead and sell its, its uh, Chinese operation because it just couldn't, it couldn't uh, compete, right? We don't have that. There is no competition for marketplaces. That's the amazing thing. So we think it's super exciting and that we're doing something really, really dramatically new. That pretty much takes care of investor water. I want to mention that a couple of weeks ago, there was a big win. Uh, the US, US Supreme Court delivered a victory for the Clean Water Act. Why is that important? Because obviously, if, for example, um, a hog farm is allowed to pollute, then it'll pollute. I mean, these people run for a profit. They would like to do the right thing, but they respond to their shareholders and if they dump, they'll dump. 
So reinforcing, you know, stopping polluting discharges in this particular Maui activity, devastating a formerly pristine reef, et cetera, they managed to stop that. That means there's pressure on water users to do the right thing and treat the water and especially recycle it and so forth. So this is, for me, a wonderful win by Surfrider. Love those guys. Surfrider Foundation, Sierra Club, West Maui Preservation Association, and the Hawaii Wildlife Fund, as represented by Earth Justice, fought and won a victory. And there's going to be more of these because these are dedicated people that we love. Okay, so let's talk about money a little bit. Now, I'm going to play a quick video that is going to show you the kind of animation that we're just starting to do and that will be done for that, that uh, fuzzy video that you saw earlier. So I'm going to um, stop the share in order to restart it with a video look. And again, remember, this is a rough Money is being printed at record levels. In March, as the coronavirus crisis hit, Lebanon defaulted on $1.2 billion and is now in hyperinflation, which means every month it loses its value by half. Of course, all the savings go away, whatever you're being paid, you can't live off of, and now there are riots. Various countries have defaulted. There's a long list, many, many more coming. Here's the question. Is it going to extend from developing countries to developed countries? So with that, I'm going to stop it because um, we kind of ran out of footage. But to, to illustrate the point that we were making there and that we're working on is that we have um, my friend David Klein put this up on Facebook, and I thought it was really, really good. And that is, again, my friend David Klein was showing us a graph. And this graph just took off right here. You see where 2008, this, this was... Strangely enough, it was going along quite a pretty heavy clip from 2000, here's 2000. You can see that the dot-com crash of 2000 just started a debt spiral and the net popped up. But then the problem is the Fed could not stop. Every time they tried to stop, the stock market would crash. And this went on and on and on and on. And now, of course, guess what's happened? Boom, it's gone straight up and vertical. So this really makes the point that you know we are moving towards a cheapening of the US dollar over time. I mean, it's just how many trillions can you throw into an economy and not destroy it? Which is why we say invest in a 10% return in a 0% marketplace. And then Keith Rutten has a really good question with all of the large livestock facilities in America, can we not make a universal presentation for all of them to see? And um, that's a really, really good point. And the answer is yes, we're, we're busy pulling that together. This bio buoy is a product and we're definitely making sure that we have a, a product line. But remember that for investor water, it's just a milestone where we want to get as fast as possible is the marketplace. Now, website. I've been um, given a website that is, I think, a good start. And it has right now just placeholder art, but it's, it's a nice, solid website. Okay, so we got the victory in the Clean Water Act. Hey, I'll show you this one. This is Ray Dalio, the, the, the guy who I was quoting last week. 
And he really sees China being on top. And that's where we've been talking about this digital yuan, right? The currency, the digital currency that China is creating. He's likening the current situation to the period of 1930 to 1945. Now, why is that? Because that was a period of depression and they were creating money like crazy. Uh, Germany literally was taken over by the Nazis because their money fell apart and they had to carry a wheelbarrow full of money to buy a, a loaf of bread. And so there is a decline ahead. As Ken points out, the Weimar Republic of the 30s was a heroic effort to try and have a democracy in Germany. And of course, the Nazis, who, who were, by the way, not, they were not a, they were not a majority party. They basically tricked their way into it. Uh, but nonetheless, it happened and the rest uh, went to it. Uh, Ray here is telling us that, and this is, you know, this is a very important article. Here's the point he's making it, that if there wasn't so much debt before the pandemic, would the economy have suffered lighter, lighter damage? Absolutely. Because remember during the great recession we had in 2008, all of the car companies had to get bailed out except for Ford. Ford had just done a big asset deal and cashed out all its debt and they had no debt. They didn't have to take the money, the TARP money. Remember that TARP money? They didn't have to take that. And as a result, they emerged much stronger than the rest. So it's a big deal. So if you don't have a lot of debt, it's a very, very important. So he sees a changed world order. He worries that we're going to get modern day versions of communism and fascism. That's a not a topic of our conversation, but very definitely the money is important. China is on the rise uh, for a number of reasons. We're focusing on their basically being able to force their digital currency on the world, and they happen to be the world's manufacturer. Sorry, we did it to ourselves. So, and the final thing I wanted to uh, show you was this uh, very interesting article about Get another virus, hepatitis, rats, etc., and it's connected, like most viruses, to water. And this really makes the case for that we have got to get the water, make sure that water is clean uh, in apartment buildings, etc. Back in the uh, few years ago, in what was called the SARS virus epidemic, the SARS virus jumped from apartment to apartment in Hong Kong through the through the dirty plumbing. So this is not a very friendly discussion, but unfortunately it's our job to deal with dirty stuff. So, you know, that wraps up the various things I was going to show you. The main, the main thing I want to leave you with is number one, we're executing rapidly on the um, investor water vision. Meanwhile, we are beefing up the progressive water treatment operation. We, we had actually, where we benefited from some coronavirus finance. And so Progressive Water in Texas has some extra capital and we're going to beef up management there, get more sales um, power. And that's going to be good. But as I say, I don't say that, that they're going to double over a year. We, we've learned really that there's too long a sales cycle and you have to build and build and build much longer than I want to build. We've been at this over a decade uh, because for the longest time we were trying to get a one technology in place. And that's going to continue, but this technology uh, runs up against the, the water industry's lack of interest in changing. But guess what? Starting in 2018, we saw the water industry interested in changing to adopt a more portable 
method of water systems, which is modular water systems, and now financing. They are happy with money. Everybody's happy with money. People are coming to us. So they like the money, obviously. Oh, oh, Rich wants to know what profit margins can investors expect. We believe, based on our experience so far with the pool system and now moving into the next vertical, um, that investors can see 18 to 20%, we think, not less than 15% return, annual return on their money with a secured asset that's repossessable at any time. It's not stuck in the ground, never junior to anything else. It's, it's like a TV rental and fully managed by investor water so that the investor does not have to do anything. And then at the end, of course, there's a split between investor water and the investor uh, should the water user buy it out. So there's three potential uh, scenarios that we don't know quite how it will distribute over time. That's how we're learning. In one case, they don't do it for long. They pay their first, last in security and they last three months, four months, six months, whatever, and then it doesn't work out and they return it. That's number one. Uh, number two, and remember though, that it's built so that we can do that kind of month to month thing and get away with it. Number two, they keep it for a long time. They just never, they just, it stays in the, in the ground or rather in the property. Number three is what we want to push as much as possible, which is they end up buying it out. And that's where that hog farm uh, example I showed in the whiteboard video is so interesting because as part of buying out the small thing, they'll upgrade to the big thing. And that I think is the, bra the brass bell. So thank you all. Um, I appreciate your, your input. I've been seeing some interesting stuff, especially from Kuwait. It's always nice to hear from our friends. So thank you. And I look forward to talking to you next week. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe and healthy, okay? That's it for the podcast. Thank you for joining, and I do hope you stay subscribed. If you'd like to interact with me live, then join me each week at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern for the Zoom webinar. Sign up at originclear.com/slash CEO, and thank you.